about watching that television show I taped yesterday? Welcome to another exciting episode of Do You Remember Robotech? I remember Robotech. I watched it like today. Manny, do you remember Robotech? Oh, I, I watched it uh, twice, uh, 30 minutes ago. That's great. So, Did you uh, like I, it? I do remember to Robotech, yeah. It's, it's, uh, we'll, we'll save that for the end if we like okay. it. Okay. I was hoping you'd just say yes or no, and then be like, all right, that's the end of the episode. But alas. Well, I, I'm excited. The first episode came out. Some people liked it. Some people w- watched 15 minutes of it. I oh. gave it to my peers at work. And I don't know if they're going to listen to it. Kind of preferably not. Or at least they'll maybe watch the first episode and they'll, they'll kind of dip out because no one's an anime the way we are. But I'm really excited that uh, I made a creative thing along with my good friend. And at least some of my close personal friends are being forced to watch it because I keep pestering about it. So if you're one of those close personal friends, don't stop. And remember, Manny will spit on you if you are listening at anything above, what did you say? Anything above 1.0 speed or just above 1.5? No, just 1.0. Just keep it keep it normal. Keep it level. Let's go. Uh, I'm also, I'm also going to share this podcast, but only when we've got like five episodes. Like once it's a serious for real, for real thing, I'm going to drop it in my, uh, in my J-pop, J-pop Discord that I've been in for like five years. <laughs> That nobody talks about J-pop? They're kind of freak. Oh, man, yeah. It's a little bit like our relationship, you know? You don't want to tell everyone, like, hey, I've been seeing this guy, and we're kind of kissing, and it's getting really serious. You don't want to say that, like, two dates in. You know, you want to wait, I'd say, maybe an equal amount of, like, five dates before you, you start getting showy with your, your friends and family about that. So maybe more your, your family than your friends. You can tell Yeah, them then you can way. start telling them, you know, what they do, what, the, what you've done together, yeah. how it's going to... And they can give you advice on, on what to do. <laughs> um, dating just like podcasts. In a related thing, my uh, friend was just telling me about a podcast she was listening to that just broke up because the host and, well, I guess the, the two hosts broke up. They were married and they, they got a divorce. Oh, so, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, it's hope- too bad they couldn't keep the podcast going. <laughs> I think that's worse. I think that'd be really sad. <laughs> like, well, we're getting a divorce, but we still come in to do this podcast every day. I hope that's, I hope that won't be us. I hope we won't get a divorce because of, of this podcast, maybe. A friend yeah. divorce. Uh, if, if, if we do get a friend divorce, uh, I will commit to keeping the podcast going. <laughs> Just miserable talk week after week or fourth week after fourth week, whatever we do. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of miserable and you, I am very excited to announce one of two new segments that will be appearing in this episode. Now, we originally were supposed to do it last episode. There's some technical difficulties. Don't worry about it. We have two new, brand new, exciting segments to talk about. Manny will not be so excited about this one. Manny, I think you mentioned a little bit last time how not excited you were. 
where's your excitement level now? Right. Moments before we dive into the segment on a scale okay, so where you're at. I want you to know mm-hmm. I, uh, when I listen to podcasts, I really do not like it when people groan. So just just imagine me groaning right now, but I'm not going to groan. Okay, that's that's how I'm feeling right now. Okay, sure. Just a long. How long of the groan would you be to give our audience an idea? About about a seven second groan. That's that's about it. That's how I'm feeling. Any more than that, and just you know, putting off the listeners out there. I don't want to do that. Okay, so I'm going to introduce the segment, and the name of the segment is called. Standing ovation, and maybe I'll add some clap sound effects later on. That name, that name is Grown Worthy. So this segment is a little bit inspired by the the Pokemon segment of uh, Great Gundam Project. We just kind of talk about Pokemon for a little bit, uh, and it's a little bit of a different dynamic here. Me and Manny, being friends for so long, have a, a certain relationship where occasionally I'll just talk about things. Manny goes from like not having any interest in to having maybe what I might consider to be sort of a, yeah, Manny has a bit of a morbid fascination with some of the things I talk about. And one of those things is one of my favorite ever piece of media, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. So for this segment, we're going to be showing Manny a little stand. And uh, for those of you who don't know, stands are like little ghosts that are also superpowers people have. They look very weird. They have very strange powers. And I adore them. I think they're one of the, the coolest power sets ever. I love the visual design. I really love everything about them. Manny really hates everything about them on an equal measure. And so we'll, we'll kind of be going over a new one each time. If uh, you want to read JoJo, uh, you know, it'll be spoilers to the extent that I'll be talking about these individual stands. So, um, you know, be aware of that and maybe just kind of hit slam that fast forward button if you don't want to hear about any of this. But uh, if you don't care either way, or you've already read it, you're good to go. And Manny, let's look at this freaking guy. Uh, first, I just want—I just want to stand up in protest. Yeah. You said morbid fascination. Yeah. I don't think that's the word that would describe how I feel. I think the word is revulsion. <laughs> would you still say like revolting fascination? No, not a fascination. Your the fascination is yours. I'm just like dragged along for the ride. You, I remember when we were in a car together. You kept asking me a lot of follow up questions about. I was about polite it. because we were stuck in a car together. <laughs> well, you know what? Eighty five episodes of the future. We'll we'll see how you really feel. Let's, right, let's, let's talk about our first ever stand. So, are you ready to take a look at them, Manny? I sure am. What am I doing here? Okay, so I want you now to you can scroll down and you can take a look at our this this character there'll be three pictures and i want you to describe that stand to the audience uh, it like? so it looks like a like a a man made out of uh steel stainless steel it's very shiny he's got he's got like dragon balls on his wrist uh he's got like a rocket on his chest it's very weird he's got a uh one of those spike bands on his eyes and orange lines going down his arms. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's very, I got nothing. What do you, what, what do you got? Do you, he look... what, what do you, what do you like? Do you, do you like or dislike him? What do you think about this design? I mean, he's got knee pads, so he's playing it safe. I really like that. <laughs> uh, he's got, it looks like he's wearing pants. Cause when, when he's in one of the photos, in one of the images here, it's, it's he's in a stepping forward motion and, and kind of wrinkled. But I I don't see where the pants go. I guess that's is that a 
Okay, there's, so there's some sort of belt with purple decorations on it. Yeah, it's a lot. It, it's 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 not a lot, but it's oh. a lot. Okay. What, would you say you like this design? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. And then also there's the, the stand user that's right underneath it. What do you think about this fellow? I, I do see him. He's 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 very similar design, uh, except he doesn't have the belt over his eyes. It looks like he's got his hair over his eyes. It's like all part of his suit. Oh, that's a nasty suit. He's got to go. Yeah. He's got to. He's got to get somebody to work on it. This is no good for, for uh, the audience. The stand user is wearing a like big, gross brown-looking, um, like full suit. It's like he's like basically clumped a bunch of dirt onto himself, and he has like certain little holes that show skin underneath. Yeah, he's uh, got and, the same rocket design on the chest. Yeah, showing showing skin, rocket-shaped skin. So this is Jumpin' Jack Flash. Uh, is that the name of the the stand or the? That, that's the name of the stand. The name of the user is one of my favorites, actually, in JoJo. Lang Wrangler. <laughs> All right, that's a good name. That's a good name. Uh, the localized name is a uh, Jumpin' Jack Spark because the original Jump Jack Flash, of course, a Rolling Stones song. I think one I like. Okay, uh, what do you think this guy does, Manny? Judging from the way the stand looks, it's got like it's got like motion lines on the wrist. Mm-hmm. Uh, does does he punch really fast? That's like that's like a freebie, Manny. They all punch really fast. Oh, that's not like his main thing, though. Okay. Uh, does he have some sort? Uh, okay, he's got a rocket there. Does does he punch you so hard you go into space? <laughs> no, he does not punch you so hard he goes into space. Okay. Uh, uh, what what does he do then? Tell me. I'll just read a little bit from from the wiki. A few choice lines. His first ability is called gravity removal. If Lang Wrangler spits on someone, the victim becomes the center of a zero-gravity environment. Being spat on by Lang Wrangler causes the victim to stop being subject to gravity as well as anything or anyone they touch. Uh, I don't feel this power is very well thought out. Do they just float away from the planet? Because the, the Earth is revolving around the sun. And, you know, it's moving pretty fast. They, How does this power um, work in-universe here? Tell, uh, tell there, me. There's kind of like, like you know, like in NASA like spaceships, how they're just kind of like floating around in, in zero G. It's kind of like that. But then whenever they touch anything, it also gains that effect of no longer being affected by gravity in that way. Um, but it's like only them. The, the rest of the things near them are in, in regular gravity. How, how, how is it used in, in, in a manga? Okay. It's like in a fight. So yeah. uh, basically, so it, first of all, it like kind of like disorients them. There's some stuff about like there being a vacuum. Let's see. Uh, the most dangerous property of Jap- Jump and Jack Flash is power creates a chain reaction that causes the air in the nearby vicinity to become weightless. It eventually creates a vacuum of about 20 meters around the victim that turns the sucker away their blood from any wound and eventually causes the boiling of the bloodstream long before suffocation sets in. In the vacuum, anything containing air becomes a potential explosive, which Lang Wrangler uses to his advantage to propel shrapnel of various objects in his enemies, including at one point like a rat. He just throws a rat and then explodes because of the power of a vacuum. That seems that seems weird now. now. I just, I just want to preface this by saying I'm not an expert in any way on the theory of general relativity or yeah. special relativity, but like if like you said, it, he spits and it like turns off gravity on whoever like, he spits on on whoever he spits on. So say I got spit on. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't just like all the <laughs> How molecules... many episodes of this uh, this podcast until <laughs> Manny says, say I've been spit on. <laughs> Okay, say you've been spit on. You, yeah. Shane, like, uh, lover of being spit on. 
wouldn't like you just like wouldn't all the molecules holding you together just kind of like float apart? We're like what, what is? we like seems, well, seems like some science. I don't know the answer to. Uh, anyway, one one last thing is that he has a secondary power. Did you see like those like, his little rotatey cuffs there? He's like these big rotatey yellow cuffs that are spinning. Yeah, yeah, the ones with the spin lines that I mentioned. Yeah, yeah. so that has the uh, centrifugal force attack. So he, basically, Lang Wrangler puts like screws and shit in them, and then they spin really hard, and then they shoot out like bullets. Uh, okay, that that's like yeah. I guess that's gravity. Like I, I guess I'll allow it. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, overall, what would you overall, rate this stand? I would rate him lame out of ten. <laughs> All right. Our our first official. I, I feel like I feel like there's better uses of gravity that we could that we could be going at. On a more fundamental level, you know, it'd be cool if like Shar came in. He was like Lang Wrangler. You are chained to Earth's gravity. Yeah, no, I mean, he could use he could use like if he could use the stand, he could just free everyone's souls, you know, being from being weighed down. Make that fan fiction. Uh, we just did. That's it. All right, and uh, now now time to, to get to the the freaking show. We're gonna we're gonna do show stuff. Uh, I'm gonna read your summary. <laughs> Oh man, I I really hate reading each other's summaries. It just throws me off. <laughs> There's a lot looks... of this podcast you you seem to dislike. Oh, I mean that that's the shtick. All right, let, let's just stick to the shtick. This uh, friend divorce is going to come very fast. Yes, looks like your summary is slightly longer than mine. Is it? Yes. Uh, yeah, I think mine's a little smaller than the first one. But uh, I'll go ahead and I'll start start reading yours. Okay. Uh go for it. And this is episode two of Macross. This is uh, Manny will always be writing these summaries for Macross. I will always be writing these summaries for Robotech for the rest of our lives. Countdown in Japanese, it is two words. Could you briefly explain the katakana thing for that, actually? Uh, well, yeah, it's it's spelled in katakana at the, at the opening of the episode. And it's got the katakana word for count. And then, then it's got the little period denoting a space. And then it's got the katakana for down, which is uh, two words. Doesn't make it one word. And the same for the first one. That's why the first one we titled Booby Trap and Booby Trap because of the tiny little period in the middle of the katakana. So Booby Space Trap. Yes. We open on the bridge of the Macross after the first battle and clap. I'm about to say Clapton. It's because we are always clapping for him. And Captain Global receives a report that 24 enemy targets have landed in the ocean. Rich Man walks onto the bridge like he owns the place and pressures Global to launch the Macross in spite of reports of an even bigger ship being among the enemy fleet. They're using the ship's original gravity engines to launch into space. Unfortunately, as the ship is lifting off the ground, the gravity engines rip themselves out of the hole and fly off to who knows where. It's funny, I legitimately did not think about the gravity stuff when I chose this, the the Jojo (laughs) character. Complete coincidence. Nice. Yeah, that's what happened. Fucking Lang, Lang Wrangler got into that ship and he started spinning on everything. Uh, and that's why they all ripped out. natural at this. Let's go. You got it. Um, back in town, a car is trying to make the damaged robot move while we are introduced to Min Mei and her family, owners of the restaurant a car landed near. Exiting the robot, he asks Min Mei if his robot is a robot or not. Turns out it's a robot. He makes the leave but crashes his robot directly into Min Mei's room, nearly crushing her and her little cousin. Fokker leaves the squad to look for Akaru. On finding him, he repairs Akaru's robot and they see Minmei and her family off to the evacuation centers. A barrage of lasers from the enemy fleet hits the city, leaving it in ruins, and Fokker suggests they go check on Minmei and her family. The 24 enemies from earlier finally start their attack. Jack Bauer's here. Minmei is <laughs> about to be sniffed on by one of the enemy pod walkers, 
when Fokker and Hikaru save her. Fokker goes off to distract the enemy while Hikaru picks up Minmay in his robot arm and flies off as the soundtrack lays down some tasty riffs on electric guitar till the arm is severed by a laser. Hikaru opens his cockpit and just barely grabs her hand, pulling her into the seat behind him just in time to avoid crashing into the ground. As he's checking on Minmay, he crashes into an enemy pod walker thing and in a panic, he opens fire on it, taking it down. But then a giant human gets out of the pod and starts waddling towards Hikaru. Fokker shoots the alien before he reaches Hikaru, and Fokker reveals that the Battleroids were built to battle these giant aliens. The Macross finally takes off using human-made rockets as Hikaru sits in his cockpit, armoring out. The end. Great summary. Uh, uh, what was is bat Battleroids right? I couldn't tell uh, if it's spelled like battle because in in Robotech it's Battleroids, right? Yes. Let's say Battleroids. Um. For Macross, it's like I think it's just Batroid is is maybe how I'd say it. And in in Robotech it's Battleoid, which sounds a little awkward. I have a whole bit in my summary about this. So there's like a oh. whole paragraph talking about this issue. Because I got really confused and I had to look into it and it made its way <laughs> into the summary. All right. I look forward yeah. to reading it. Uh so, starting uh, right now, I guess, yeah. right? Are we we're not gonna do any 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 talk? I mean, yeah, we we can talk about it. Yeah, well, we just talk about me. I talk about the summary. Other than you know, I liked it. It's a great summary. Good job, Manny. Uh, thank you, thank you. What do you think of armoring out? Funny. I immediately knew what it meant. It meant a little bit of trauma. You got some trauma in your life. You're kind of armoring out. Pretty traumatic thing just to shoot a big guy. Yeah. yeah. Coming straight at you. Uh, he was waddling. Did you did you notice the waddling? I did not <laughs> notice the waddling until you pointed I, it out. He was waddling because he had been shot up. I don't know if you noticed. Like even <laughs> even as he was walking when he got out of the. The, the battle pod things. Uh, what are those things called? I want to know for future reference. Uh, they just call them Zentradi battle pods for now. Okay. We a, we'll probably get a different name later. Uh, so when he got out of the battle pod, he was already shot up. And that's why he was waddling. I think rich man was pretty funny for, for the audience. He spelled it like rich M-A-N-N as if it's a, a full name, which also coincidentally sounds a bit like a JoJo guy. Oh man, I don't know why I do that. <laughs> you can't change it now. You've no, to I'm gonna out. I'm gonna stick with it. You know, I've made my choices. I'm gonna live with them. I changed gravity control system to just gravity engines because it makes a little bit more sense just listening to it. Because mm-hmm. in, in both in in Macross and Robotech, they just said gravity control systems. I think. Yeah. And, okay. and uh, when you hear that, you don't picture the engines bursting out of the ship and just flying away you know what's what, what's funny is that for the the bit about the electric guitar actually i remember thinking the robotech soundtrack for that scene was was pretty cool oh man no what you know, it's bad the the robotech soundtrack like all of it i i think was that the part where it sounded like they were trying to make a music track out of a police siren do you know what i'm talking about <laughs> i'm really bad at music manny i should i should not have brought it up i've admitted my failure Okay, so there was a, there was a track uh, somewhere in in one of the battle scenes where it sounded just like a police siren, and somebody was just trying to jam with it. Isn't that like Frank West's theme in one of the Marvel vs. Capcoms? Just like a police siren. Uh yes, but probably done better. Yeah, like this was just hey, this is the the cops are coming, watch out, put the weed away. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I wonder, I wonder if it's. I need to go check to see if that's the same for the, the copy I'm watching too. If they they change the music at all. You, oh yeah, you I, did I, say I, they redid the sounds in one of the remasters for Robotech, yeah. right? I think it's mostly sound effects, but maybe there's some music stuff too. I bet it sounds bad in both. Um, anyway, yeah, good good summary, um, and you're free to read mine. 
Oh, gross. Okay. Uh, episode two, countdown, one word. On the Macross, everyone is busy responding to the attack, but are having some particular difficulties with our radar. They decide to send some patrol helicopters over to check out an enemy landing site who probably gets blown up by the pods emerging from the water. The senator who gave the speech last episode walks onto the bridge, demanding Global have the Macross take off. Global says his crew sucks way too much for that, but the senator won't take no for an answer. Meanwhile, Rick's whole crash landing in a robot stunt grabs the attention of the local populace, including the vending machine lady from the first episode, Minmei. Although initially confused, she wishes him good luck before he blasts off to rejoin the fight. And by that, I mean he immediately falls headfirst into Minmei's apartment. Back on the Macross, their own takeoff attempt goes awry as the gravity pots that are supposed to lift the ship instead break apart from it, flying off like a hundred children's lost balloons. That's sad. Why would you write that? <laughs> Why would you write that? Uh, Global feels pretty bad about this. Uh, he does have a bum out in the chair. Yeah, he's uh, so sad. Back on the battlefield, Fokker is accosted by Lisa and Claudia, ordering him to go see what's up with that Rick Hunter kid. He arrives, fixes up Rick's battleoid, and gives him some basic piloting advice. We learned that the cool hybrid mode is called Guardian Mode. You didn't mention this in your own thing, but in Macross, it is instead called Gerwalk mode. Ger- Gerwalk, yes. It's yeah. almost like a weird German fake word. Let's take a moment to talk about the vehicle terms here. Rick is piloting a Veritech, which is a type of transforming mecha. The specific model of his Veritech is a VF1 Valkyrie. His Valkyrie and all other Veritechs can transform from a vehicle mode into a battleoid, which is the humanoid form. Some Veritex, such as the Valkyrie, can also transform into a hybrid Guardian mode, which is basically a jet with legs and stubby arms. <laughs> uh, Veritex, Valkyrie, Battleoid, Guardian. Mm, easy? Question mark? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Minmei and her family evacuate, but Minmei unevacuates back to the war zone when she forgets her diary. She nearly gets crushed for her trouble, but Fokker saves her just in time. Rick helps bring her to safety by grabbing her in his jet arm like a weird King Kong inversion as he and Fokker, a 31-year-old man, argue about who has the right to take this 15-year-old as their girlfriend. I think they were kind of just playing along, like riffing off each other rather than, you know, being anything serious. Uh, Rick's still be... (laughs) It it was gross. Oh, no, no. It's definitely gross. (laughs) It's definitely gross, but they're just riffing off each other. In, instead of actually you being should not, serious. If you are 31 years old, you cannot, as a role model to a 19-year-old, keep saying how hot this 15-year-old girl is. You cannot be doing this. I, it, uh, we'll talk about this. Okay. Uh, Rick's stubby jet arms get shot off and Minmay falls off, but Rick manages to get her back safely inside. Their relief is cut short by a Zentradi fighter attack. After Rick exhausts his ammunition shooting it, the Zentradi mech falls but his Entrati warrior, as big as Rick's Valkyrie, erupts out of it. Fokker kills the giant, and Rick sort of sort of flips out. He kind of just like, ooh. The episode ends with the Macross flying out with more traditional proportion as Rick remains slightly traumatized. Uh, I wouldn't say slightly. He was, he, was, <laughs> he was like closing in on himself. He hugged himself. I was making as, a point that he seemed less traumatized than a Macross. So okay. he's, he's, he's like, 
a different degree of traumatized. He still seems traumatized, but to talk about these episodes from the ending first, as is tradition, in Macross, Karu just kind of goes like, oh no! Ah! Like he's just like screaming in horror and pain and agony. Yeah. He he freaks the fuck out, is what yeah. he does. Rick is, is sort of like, what? What's going on here? Very different level of reaction. The scream is also wild. I think in the in the English dub from Macross, Hikaru lets out almost like a like a Homer Simpson yell, <laughs> which is very weird. It really took me out of the experience. I'm picturing Homer Simpson strangling Rick Hunter. <laughs> no. Uh, okay, so so where do you want to start talking about this thing here? I guess we we start at the, the beginning like a normal person would. Uh, well, I mean, do you have any thoughts about my my summary in particular? First off, uh, yes, yes. Uh, uh, first, I, I want you to cut out the part where I kind of <laughs> did a spit take. Uh, you can leave this part where I'm talking about that part in, but cut that part out. These are probably both staying in. I'm sorry to break it to you. I did way too much <laughs> editing work last time. Uh, fair enough. Okay. Uh, pretty pretty good. Uh, I really appreciate talking about the mech terms here. The, do do these mech terms apply to just Robotech? Because Veritech, I don't I don't think is for both, right? So this sounds like something someone who is writing a macro summary should have done rather than asking me. I thought oh. about it. I thought maybe I should do this for Macross too. And I thought, nope, I I did my homework. I did wow. my A plus. Wow. Wow. Putting me on the spot. I guess I'll do it for next episode. I know. And, uh, is the same. And uh, you know what? You're reading mine. So uh, I could, I could just make it a whole page long. <laughs> a whole page want long to. mechanical explanation of how that mm-hmm. works. I, I mean, it, it's, I think it's the same thing. It'll have to put some different terms on it. Maybe it might just be the only difference is, you know, Battleoid and Battleroid and Guardian and Gurwalk. Gurwalk, yeah. <laughs> funny, funny little noise. Gurwalk. Would you like a like a grandma named Gurwalk, like Gertrude? Uh, my mama, my grandma <laughs> was named Celia. Okay. Really? Yes. Oh, like Celia. Uh, no, no, that's a different name altogether. Oh. Sorry. Uh. So, so beginning of the episode, huh? Uh, starts yeah. off with uh, the bridge, the bridge scene, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, they're they're having some some issues with the radar. I didn't really understand what their reasoning was in Macross. They said it had something to do with reaction weaponry. Is that is that just a way of saying that it's the big gun's fault? I, I don't know yet. Like that might be like the the giant laser they shot. Or it yeah. might be the the lasers they were shooting up in space. So the rope tag explanation is explicitly our big laser shot too much power and all the yes. energy went away. So but they straight up one hundred percent say that. And they're like, we should get some helicopter pilots to go over there and and help things out. And they just get blown the fuck up immediately by the, the little pods coming out of the water like Jaws. Uh one down, then two down, and then uh on the bridge, like, oh, they they got shot down. All right. Peace. <laughs> yeah, they really don't spend a lot of time on yeah, it. Yeah, no reaction to those guys. <laughs> you know, th- those guys had whole lives. They had families down down on, in Macross City. It's called C- Macross City, right? In Robotech, it's called Macross okay. City. All right. Don't know if it has a name in Macross. Like, that could have been like Minmay's cousin in that helicopter. We don't know. Yeah. Um, then the, the sender comes in and yells. I think the... So th- this is a very funny difference part where the attitudes of global and global are completely different in regards oh, to the Oh yeah. The the 
they're both of them uh, are very different. The the rich guy senator has uh, has a similar attitude, but different motivations. Hmm. But global is, is just is just totally different. <laughs> and in I I think in in Macross he's kind of he's kind of whipped. <laughs> Dare I say that the Chad Henry J Global versus the Virgin Bruno J Global. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, Robo Robotex uh should we just call them like Henry and Bruno for now on so we don't have to worry about the weird pronunciation to separate them? Uh yeah, I'll, I'll go along with that. You know, it's funny cuz like Bruno sounds more like a Russian guy th- than Henry does. Henry Henry really should be reversed, I, I think, but I'm not the creators of, of either of these shows. But yeah, Henry I mean... <laughs> Henry's Henry like shouldn't have that chat. accent in the first place. <laughs> it's a bad accent. Henry is like not just like a cool guy. He's like openly insulting his own team every chance he gets for no reason. It's very funny. Oh man, he calls them like like rookie recruits, untrained, raw. What is it, man? Multiple times, like to the senator's face, and Zerd even calls him out. And he's like, "Why? Why are you saying all these guys suck so much?" And he's like, "That's not what I said." It's like, what kind of what he said, dude? Yeah, Henry, just take Henry's it going on. at it. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Bruno, he's he's taking a a, a beating from from what is, what, is, what is his name in in the Japanese macros? I don't know. It's just a senator. Yeah, just the senator. He's just taking a beating from this guy. He just launched the ship. I paid for this shit. I I make the rules here. You you're not gonna get in a word in edgewise. And he's just taking it. He's just like, yes sir, yes sir. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I'm so I'm so bad at acceding to your wishes. There's a really funny bit here where Shammy and Kim are talking, and Shammy's like, "I don't really want to know if I want want to go to space." And Kim's like, "What do you mean? I thought you wanted to go to space." And it's like, Kim, there's you literally moments ago got invaded by aliens. Of course, your opinion on wanting to go to space might change in between that time. You were, you were currently being attacked by space aliens. Yeah. Now, now this wasn't said in the show. It was, you know, it's something we're supposed to take away from this, but she, she really is not reading the, reading the room here. Shammy, very reasonable. I think she's supposed to be portrayed as very naive, but you would be a fool if you kept wanting to go to space while you're being invaded by aliens at that very moment. Oh man, no, like, no, just don't, don't go. Just say, hey, I'm taking a leave of absence. You guys got this. You guys are all non-raw recruits here. Let's go. Uh, what, one other thing about Henry, real quick. The, the other big moment where he's just really mean for no reason was where Lisa had, I think, signaled to some people like before he even ordered ordered it for her. And in Macross, He's like, hey, that was like some good thinking. She's like, oh, thank you, sir. And in Robotech, he, he just he goes up to her. He's like, mm, mind, mind reader. reader. Yeah. <laughs> and she just at least goes like, uh, yes, uh, sir. Yeah, she's kind of weirded out by, by his reaction in both of them, in both Macross and Robotech. Like, especially the, the whole arm on her shoulder thing, which he does twice in this episode. I didn't get that, that vibe exactly in Macross with like the voice direction. I think there's more... You know, like she's she's like a, a professional. I think in Robotech, she's actively insulted. Uh, I, w- I would agree with that. I think in both scenes, she does not like being physically touched, though, from the way she's physically uh, like the character is acting. Yeah. So maybe maybe that just added to to my reading of the scene. Yeah, I think it's probably more with this era of anime 
supposed to say something about her being a prude rather than any reasonable sense of you shouldn't be putting your hands on everyone in a workplace or in a military workplace, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get more on, on that as the series progresses and see how we learn about boundaries and, and touching people. So so what do you think about the, the change of the conversation between the, the two, though? Does that, that change affect the episode overall? Uh, I mean, it gives me a very different perception of, we're still talking about Senator and and the yeah, global, yeah. Right? Senator and, yeah. and global. It gives me a very different perception of them as characters, uh, like right off the bat. Like there's a little bit of it in the first episode, but I think this is where they really start to diverge. I don't know if in an interesting way, but uh, certainly in a way that they just kind of made Henry Global sort of a dickhead. Yeah, and I, it, it feels like the the senator is is much more of a politician mm-hmm. in, in Macross. I think like he he is is talking back and forth with global and you know, he's, he's berating him, you know, bullying him, but I think he's making something of, of a, of a, a sophisticated case. I'm not going to say it's, it's a, a valid case or anything, but he's making a point. Mm-hmm. And I, I think in, in Macross, he's just like, get up there, get up there and kick some butt. And it doesn't quite work. Yeah. I think it's probably too, is that Henry is a little more out of his field and he he seems extremely unsure about everything. Like the the perception of Bruno is that he's a man who really sh- does know what what he actually should be doing, but like has been browbeaten his career to an extent that he's not capable of, of saying it out loud. While oh, yeah. Henry is perfectly capable of saying what he feels, but does not believe in anyone he, he's close to, and is not able to make cogent enough points for anyone to to listen to him. Well, you know, obviously the crew listen to him, but for for this particular person to really respect him, uh, he's not able to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I get so, you. So that's that's a big change there. Uh, and I wonder if they will be having like Henry going through more of a character arc where he learns to trust in his crew in a way that that Bruno just just doesn't as he goes through his own thing and maybe self confidence. I mean, I cool. hope so. They they wouldn't be driving that point so much that that they were like raw recruits or or untrained so much. Yeah. If they weren't going to do something with it, right? I would hope so. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be that'll be cool to see. Uh, there's a, there's a funny line here. Uh, it's not about size; it's about ambition to get the job done. It's very true. Uh, oh yeah, uh, I've got that tattooed on my arm right now. <laughs> oh yeah. What what's your first impression of of Minmay leading into the the next scene? What do you think about this lady? Uh, I I don't have much of a read on her yet. No. Uh, Robotech Minmay. Uh, she dumb. She dumb. She's going back for her diary. Like I, we we never find out what 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 Macross Minmay went back for. You know, who knows? It could have been like a briefcase full of gold. You know, that <laughs> that would have been worth going back for. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a pow- a super powerful like plasma gun. She's going back for to fight yeah. the invaders. Not a diary. Oh, somebody might read it. Get out of here, Minmay. Uh, and not a line <laughs> that's in the original. Uh, so shout, shout out to Robotech. Yeah, I think it's an improvement. That is a very funny line. It, it's uh, with, a funny line. I don't know uh, if it improves Minmay's character though. I think it's like in in line with Macross's Minmay's character. She has, uh, funnily enough, her own line that is cut out of like the whole scene is cut out of uh, the Robotech episode. Where you know to jump forward just a little bit uh, after Minmay is rescued, she's like, "Oh, thank God! Ah, my hair is a mess." Oh, I thought it was so weird that they cut out that scene. It was it was like a cute scene. It was yeah, I, I thought that scene was great. And Hikaru's like, you know, what's more important? Your hair is your life, and or your your hair or your life. Minmay is like, 
Well, my hair, of course, and they have a nice little laugh. And that's completely yeah, yeah. cut out. Like, it, it could have been like a, a women be shopping scene, but but like the way Min May stopped and thought about it, and she's like, "No, I'm going to make a joke here." You know, that made it a good scene for me. I feel like it's not a full joke though, because it really is her reaction is to go to her hair. Like she knows, like it's a little bit quirky, but I don't think that she's fully making a joke about it. Uh, I, uh, that may be the case, but I think she knew that line was going to get a pop out of him. Yeah, sometimes it's both. I've known people like Min May, Manny, uh, that are both like a little bit quirky like that, but also genuinely say the things that they believe. Like it is funny the sort of person I am, but also I'm kind of more yeah. focusing about my hair than anything else <laughs> right now. And that person's name is Manny. Manny's always focusing on his hair. Oh, that's what I'm known for. Uh, so yeah, but those are like equivalent scenes is sort of what I was getting at. That both like boy mid-major is something. Yeah, like it, it would have worked even better if they kept it in Robotech. Yeah, uh, I, I like both those scenes. I think they're they're pretty good. I think the, the Macross one's better because it, it shows a little bit more about like a, like a big relationship thing in those two characters. Yeah, they, they, they both made me laugh a little bit. Oh yeah, one other thing that made me laugh from the the so to go back in chronology for a moment the seed where uh, hikaru crash lands and is talking uh specifically the robotech uh, kid what is his name joshua or jacob or something uh jason it's, jason. it's very yeah jason <laughs> i guess it'd be more like minmay since she's the one that gets lost in this episode <laughs> but, uh, that was a 2004 gamer joke um, good times but Jason has a line where he just yells out, you're an enemy spy. That made me laugh. He says thief in Robotech. Yeah. Not as funny. Not as funny. You mean in Macross? Uh, in Macross, yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to do that a couple of times uh, every episode. Every episode of this of yeah. the series. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, but I thought that was, that was really, that was a good line delivery too. Like it actually made me laugh. Like he, he pointed at it and, and yelled. It was, it was good. Good body language for that line delivery. Yeah, what's uh, what's 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 your next thing you want to talk about? Well, I mean that that scene in particular, like he gets out and asks, "Hey, is this a robot?" <laughs> in Robotech, like Minmay just says, "Hey, that's you're in a robot, buddy." In in Macross, I don't know if you remember this, she she doesn't say robot. She's like, "Well, I mean, it, it is what it is, what it is, pretty much." Like she's like, "You're you're in a big dot dot dot," and like it's just inferred. You don't need to say robot. He knows it's a robot. She knows it's a robot. Jason knows it's a robot. That guy in the truck yelling for him to get out of the way. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that's another thing they changed. Did you did you notice that? Yeah, he's a military guy now, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a military guy in 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 Macross. He just wanted to get to the evacuation center. <laughs> I think that's really funny. Just like a New Yorker, like, hey, get this giant robot out of the way, huh? I'm trying to drive here. And Hikaru is like, I'm sorry, sir. You're right. I am in the way. Let me just and- crash into this other building. <laughs> Do you notice the animation during that? That was really good. He was like waddling back and forth when yeah. he when he fallen. That was great. That was good. Uh, yeah. Right when the the two uh, swordfish trucks pulled him. Oh yeah, I, I want to ask you. Uh, you know, this is about the time where where Fokker or I think it's pronounced more like Foker in Robotech, but we're not going to try to remember that. It, we're always just probably going to say Fokker, both because yeah. it's kind of funny. And- I might let out a Foker every once in a while, sure. but but uh, most of the time I'm just going to drop regular f bombs. Oh yeah, I was going to ask you about about Fokker. Uh, did you end up liking his Valkyrie any more than Rick's? Uh, yes, his does look cooler. It starts from the color scheme of the thing. It does have a six skull on it, which is cool. But but just the more the more black and white color scheme. I, I also like the head on his Battleoid 
form better than Rick's yeah. uh, Rick's Valkyrie? Is it a different one? Is yeah, it a, it's a different head. No, no, I'm saying like, is it? Does it have a different designation than VF1 Valkyrie? I think it's like Fokker's custom VF1 oh, okay, Valkyrie okay, okay. or something like that. Yeah, it's got like a little red antenna on it, so you can tell the difference. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, like his his is just is just easier on the eyes, you know. Yeah. It's kind of like a uh, Macross Fokker is just staring at Minmay uncomfortably in in the last episode in this episode. Yeah. That's that's the that's him staring at Minmay's butt is is what the screenshot that I used for the for for the uh, cover art for this podcast. So did, so did you know about the age difference that he's he's thirty one and Minmay is fifteen? No, but but him looking slightly older than than Roy, uh, you know, in anime terms, makes him like at least twice as old. So yeah, so it makes sense. It makes mathematical sense, you know, if you think about from an anime perspective. Yeah, what's what's weird is that like Fokker already has a girlfriend. He does not need to also be ogling this fifteen year old. But we are in anime for all the ills that provide us. They did cut out that scene in in Robotech though. That that cut out that edit does make sense. You know, you don't want him grunting like in the Macross dub, English dub, him looking in his screen at, at Minmay's butt, and he's just going, <laughs> no, "That's no good. That is no good." You should watch the the original Harmony Gold dub just so you can say you've seen all three Macross dubs for some reason. Oh no, I think I'm good. I'm good with here. You don't want to complete the you know the the trilogy? No, let's keep this at a duology. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know it's pretty pretty fucking weird. He shouldn't he shouldn't do that. I guess there's not much else to say that has been said a billion times, but you know, in real life in an anime, if you're a 31-year-old guy, don't be ogling 15-year-olds. You, you know, he's like the role model and maybe sort of brother of Rick Hunter. And he, oh, sorry, I guess not Rick Hunter in this case. Yeah, it would be Hikaru because that's the that's the fucker that was that's the fucker criminal. Yeah, I'm sorry, Foker. I didn't mean to put that on you. You only ogled a 15 year old once. I, I don't mean to demean <laughs> you, but Fokker, who's demeaned a 15 year old twice, has crimes to answer for. Oh yes, that's it. The, the line must be drawn here, no further. I get that it's like a joke. It's a jokey bit. It, it is a jokey bit, but he just stares, man, and he brings it up. Like he brings up the image on his mech. That's uh that's like uh what was that guy in, in 0083? Moncha? Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. The the, the guy with the, the pervert mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that guy. He sucks. Yeah, he super sucks. And I really don't want Fucker to go down that route. I, I wonder if they'll take divergent routes, if if Fokker will be kind of more angelic as the series progresses and, and doesn't engage in Fokker's evil vices. Uh, like, so so what do you think? Are we going to get any more Fokker looking at, at girls he shouldn't be looking at? I think he's going to remain kind of a playboy. I, I don't remember if he specifically keeps going after Minmay in any serious way from, okay. from my, my Macross times. But it's gross. Uh, it's gross. The, that actual seed, by the way, he's, he's really audaciously mean to Hikaru. He says, like, I don't care if you die. I just care if that hot 15 year old dies. And Hikaru really likes it. Like he puts on a big, huge smile at that. I think those are just bits between bros. Like, you know, inappropriate bits. You know, I don't want to say, oh, it's just locker room talk. Yeah. But I think, you know, this is, these are just brothers playing, poking fun at each other. Are we, how, how do our bits compare as bros, Manny? Uh, we, we don't make those kinds of bits, but we do make bits. What's what's your favorite bit that we've had between us? 
uh, the bit where you show me butt ugly ass JoJo characters, <laughs> and I just roll my eyes. You don't like but the you... Baki bit. Uh, that's not a bit. That is that is just offensive, disgusting. I don't want to look at any Baki characters. Uh, those like those are not character designs. Those are affronts to the human eye. When I sent you that picture of those two Baki characters, quote unquote, kissing, how was your reaction? Could you describe it? Ah, uh, ah! Uh, look, look! I already said I don't want to groan on podcasts, <laughs> but it, but you're forcing my hand here. It was, it was a visceral disgust. I think it's, it's a different groan because, like, that's that's a groan of like, oh, I can't believe we have to do this. But this is more of a groan, like, this is actually disgusting. Like, yes, what? I mean, aside from from the the hideous, disgusting dialogue, right? We're not talking about that. That was bad also. I'm talking about, like, those people do not look like people, man. They look like slime people. Like, do you know uh, in Batman the Animated Series, the Clayface? Like, yeah. th- they look like that. <laughs> That's yeah, what I want, everyone I want everyone looks to be like. Clear. When, I, when I say picture of Baki characters kissing, it's not just like a cute fan art of like guys kissing that we were laughing at. That's that's cool and normal. And I don't think Manny would be at all disgusted by it. Uh, their image I'm referring to is of two Baki characters literally trying to rip each other's like jaws off with their own jaws. It is hideous. That, that, that is what's going on there. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's good bit for bros rick hunter also you know we were talking about how horny fokker is but rick hunter also a little bit more horny than hikaru yeah yeah he he says i i saw her first or something yeah. like that don't right? forget big brother i saw her first uh yes that's exactly the inflection he uses very very nerd voice i i, I want to say again the voice modulation that they do for the zentradi is so much cooler that in macross than in robotech i mean yeah it's like I, I'm kind of like willing to forgive it because that's just like American '80s cartoon production. Yeah, but like it's it's already a fixed problem from the the Japanese one. Yes, but I feel like I feel like they needed to change it. Like I feel like they felt they needed to change it, right? To make it, yeah. you know, finger air quotes pop. Do you think Hikaru has a crush on on Minmay at this point from from their interaction in from their interaction in Robotech? Yeah, in either let's say because you know, in Robotech they didn't have that that hair scene. Yeah, I I think. I th- I would say he thinks she's cute. Okay. I, I don't know. I wouldn't go as far as to say a, a crush. Also, in in Robotech, he just calls her name a lot. I don't know if you if you caught that. Like when she's in the in the second seat, his very very tech Valkyrie Battleoid, he's just like Minmay. Hey Minmay. I think that's a alpha male technique I've heard of. Is that you you keep using the praise name over and over again to try to make make them like you more. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, she was she was knocked out, so I'm not sure if it's going to work this time. Uh, r- related though, I-, I feel like Rick and Hikaru are sort of just ignoring some red flags. I guess Marso Hikaru talking to Minmay. This is only really matters if you know for further romance stuff. But I feel like that whole hair situation should really be be taken as a bit of a, a red flag. Uh, how so? You know, if like someone nearly dies and they start like checking their hair, I might feel like oh, I don't know if this is a good sort of person for me. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I would want like a bit of levity in, in, in that type okay. of situation. Like, I don't know if you remember like episode two, maybe three of season seven of uh, Deep Space Nine, where they uh, we cannot. We can't talk about Star Trek. Just this bit. This bit is good. OK, OK. You get one okay. for the for all 80 until the strike runs out. You get one Star Trek bit of non-solidarity. And that's it. <laughs> I'm calling it there. Okay, so so they they escape 
the crew is in the Jemadar ship. They blow up some Jemadar bullshit and then they get damaged and they crash into a planet, right? Yeah. They crash into a lake. They escape the ship. You see them swimming to shore. The ship is sinking in the background. They're bringing a raft with supplies and I, I think Dax is like dying. They, get, they make it to shore. Everybody's like dead tired from swimming all the way. And then you hear Chief O'Brien say, oh, no. Captain Cisco asks, hey, what's wrong? And he says, I ripped my pants. And then everybody just laughs. Everybody just has a good laugh. That's that's the kind of moment it was. Okay. All right. Yeah, I I, I can see that. Okay. So for, for Manny, he sees a red flag. It's a bit more green. Green flag. Let's go. Anyway, last last thing that happens in this show the murdering of the big guy. Did you did you know they were big? I guess I, I didn't even think that was in common knowledge that the Zentradi were big. Uh, I did not know that they were big, and, and I did not when he when it got out of the pod. It yeah. he yeah, when guy. it got out of that pod, it didn't look big until it stepped on uh, a car. He just stepped on a car, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's a big guy. That's a big guy." Uh, I could I could understand why Hikaru slash Rory was was freaking the f out. Yeah, it's kind of a double whammy of I just murdered someone that looks like a human and I just saw a giant. He says it's his it's 50 feet tall. I guess, I guess they kind of knew that they were going to be giant. Is that, is that what's implied? Like Fokker said, oh, I knew they were going to be big, but I didn't know they were going to be shaped like humans. Yeah, they, they knew there were a bunch of giants out there because and that's why the Batloids were made in the first place was to combat them. Yeah, that's why they had that humanoid form, I guess. Uh, but yeah, he is he is really armoring out down there, hugging himself. Minmay's knocked out in the back. Just, he's got nothing going for him right now. Yeah, I hope I hope he's okay. Next episode, I hope he finds a space fold that acts like a little blanket to him. Yeah, uh, I think space fold is going to be two words in both. Okay, so we don't have to worry about about getting it right. So uh, basically, it for all. Did you like these episodes? Did they make you happy? Uh they they made me happy. I think I think they made one good edit and one bad edit in Robotech or, or cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've already talked about those. I am interested in the story. I want to see where it goes. It's you know it's got me it's got me hooked. I want to see the adventures of of Roy and Minmay. I want to see uh, Bruno Global get get punked a little bit more. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> do do, do you want to see continue seeing Henry be an Uber Chad? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm just gonna be on a first name basis with these guys. Yeah, uh, and, and and Robotech, you think it's uh, think it's still still okay, still good? Uh, I I think right now they're they're still too similar for me to to really judge them as as separate things. Right. I I really liked Minmay's voice actor Robotech. I think it was really really good. Yeah, yeah, she's she's really good. Uh, I think the Japanese Minmay is is really good. Not as good, I think, as as Robotech Minmay. English Macross. Oh, really? Minmay. You say you say Robotech Minmay is better? Yeah, I would I would say that. Is that the only voice actor you'd say superior to the Japanese one? Yes. So far, okay. Yes, I think some of the bridge crew in the English Macross dub are really good, especially Amisa. I really like her voice. She's got like a, a, a commanding presence. Yeah, that she doesn't have in the other ones. Yeah. I listened to a voice actor interview with with Lisa's voice actor, something you know, Ro- Robotech Lisa. She seems pretty cool. She had some fun stuff to say. She shit talks Minmay in that interview a whole bunch, and it's very funny. <laughs> what did she say? Non spoilers. She, she just like calls her a little brat. Yeah, so far I would say it's, you know going for for her diary. That's that's brat behavior. Yeah, kind of, kind of bratty. We'll see how how brat it it, it becomes later on. Yeah, I'm glad. I I like both these episodes too. 
Robotech gave me like a few few of the laughs that I mentioned that were really funny. The enemies vibe it and the the, the Minmay diary bit, both just extremely good. What what other small like basically nothing difference in in Macross when the gravity stuff happens? Everyone is so confused they don't even know what they are. Like when the the, the pods come out, they're like, "What are those?" Like someone I think Global says, "Like what are those things?" Yeah. While in Robotech, they're like, oh shit, uh, those are not working right. <laughs> That's not, they're not supposed to be flying off to the sky. <laughs> Which is why, how, like, you worked on this ship, you know, you know 10 years. Yeah, yeah, but like, humanity's worked on this ship for 10 years. Those are big. You didn't notice any of them? There's a bunch of them, too. Uh huh. I, I would have built that ship back better. I can say that here definitively. Build no back better. Let's go. <laughs> God. Wait, is that, is that, uh, is it the Biden thing? That's a Biden thing, yeah. Okay. That's still, still bad. <laughs> Do you remember Robotech is your number one liberal Biden supporting podcast out there? We love policies that, you know, maybe are kind of just the status quo. Those, the status quo is cool, right, Manny? I mean, it's it's better than uh, than some other stuff going on. Yeah, that's 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 the the Biden way of things. It's better than some other stuff that's going on. I think I like Robotech more than I like Joe Biden. That's uh, my, you know, I'm only two episodes into <laughs> Robotech. Uh, we're like two years into Biden here. He, he, <laughs> you know, the, the only thing he's really fucked up that badly was, uh, the Afghanistan thing. And that wasn't really, uh, you know, you can't lay that all on his feet. This is going to be the worst fucking segment of all time. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to suck so much. <laughs> who is, who is this for? It's not even for us. <laughs> Biden versus Robotech. Come on. <laughs> Every episode we're going to weigh in on Biden versus Robotech. Oh. <sighs> Where's uh where's where's Daka Biden? You you working on that shit? Come on, get it yeah. done. Come on, we need those dreamers up in space piloting Veritex. Well, that's the the end of our discussion. We have one last, uh, probably not too long segment to go over. One that was unfortunately cut from last episode, but now will be reborn, such as a furious phoenix. Why I said a furious phoenix, it's not really a mad, like a righteous phoenix. Anyway, it's called Uh Cross Up. And in this segment, we are going to take one thing that's in Robotech and the equivalent thing that's in Macross, and we're gonna have them duke duke out, duke them out. I guess you just want to say something dukes out. What What are you talking about? You know, like, like, oh, they're just show me your dukes, they're gonna duke duke it out. Uh, yes, fisticuffs. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Let's go. Yeah, they're going to fight. And so for this episode, our very first ever cross-up, we are going to compare Gerwalk versus Guardian. What is the better name for the little hybrid jet thing with the little stubby arms and cute little legs? Manny, Gerwalk or Guardian? I mean, Guardian is just so easy to say compared to Gerwalk. Like, it just rolls off the tongue. Mm-hmm. So so there's really no, no, no competition here for me, personally. Uh, anytime... Any day of the week, I'm going to pick Guardian. Okay, wow. What, what do you got? What do you think? Hmm. I like it when he says Guardian configuration, but when he uses it in other contexts, I don't think it's as cool. When he says Guardian mode, I think that sucks. Anything like that, I think is lame. It's only when he says Guardian configuration that I think it's cool. Otherwise, I'd go with the little girl walk. Hmm. Okay. I, I can see. I can see your argument. I think. I think Guardian just just works better as as dialogue in in you know spoken dialogue Mm -hmm. like i i think reading it you know i I would agree with you all right uh listener tell us what you think are you a a a gerwalk head are uh, what's what's the name of fans of gerwalk manny uh gerwalkers yeah (laughs) are you a gerwalker or are you uh 
uh, our Guardianista. Guardianista. Whoa. I don't want to be one of those. <laughs> those guys, they're going to walk around with tiki torches. Oh, God. Um, our, uh, this is truly the worst political podcast of all time. <laughs> we, we need to stick to talking about politics only as they relate to anime. Do you think they could have picked anything else? I mean, they were stuck with a G, right? Because there's the lever and you move it to the G and that's, that's right. Yeah. What, what would you pick? What G word would you use? Gundam. <laughs> it's so funny. Was <laughs> fuck. What, what was Gundam around in the States? Was that uh, like wing was a big till like the nineties. They could have used it. No one would have known. Uh, wing was until like 2001, I think. In, oh, in the States. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That late? That late. Yeah. I think it was, it was 2000, 2001. I don't know. That can't be right because I'm pretty sure it was in the 90s because I know they were planning to bring over X as the newest one. And X definitely wasn't in the 90s because I'm sorry, X wasn't in the 2000s because Seed was like the first 2000 stuff. I mean, I'm looking it up here. The series aired on Cartoon Network's weekday afternoon after school programming block Toonami premiering March 6, 2000. Fuck, I'm wrong. No, I won't even know this one out. I'll just be wrong. Good. Damn. Be wrong. I'm I'm just uh, glad they didn't get seen in the United States until like later. Yeah, I'll say about I was about to say I got some bad news for you, but <laughs> but maybe just like G mode is cool. Yeah, G mode. Yeah, uh, that works. G mode. You know, screaming out that that's good. That works. Screamed out, yelled out. All right, L- listeners, uh, go ahead and you can email us at do you remember Robotech at gmail all one word. There's no casing in email, so don't worry about that. And no question mark. Do you remember Robotech at gmail.com? You can email us all your fun little tidbits. Maybe we'll read them on the air if they're cool. Uh, and then tell us, yeah, which which one of those two things you are. And also, what's your favorite thing about Joe Biden? Don't do that. I will, I will <laughs> not. I promise you I will not read any Joe Biden opinions on the show. Absolutely not. Uh, my okay. Joe, Joe Biden opinion Better than the alternative. I don't, don't you love electoralism, Manny? Don't, won't, won't it? You know, if, if we just keep voting for the thing that's only slightly bad, eventually it'll get good, right? Uh, eventually. Yeah. A couple uh, of millenniums down the line. Yeah. Uh, eventually it'll wrap back around to being cool again. Whew, all right. Well, with that note, uh, thanks so much for listening to our great podcast. I have a new call-off idea, Manny. Oh, uh, yeah. I was I was also going to thank you for hosting this great yeah. podcast. You're you're the one leading the conversation here, so I'm just providing color commentary. <laughs> Are you like trying to hide behind the our, our bad political conversation by blaming me as the host? Uh yes, all all the blame goes to you. I'm innocent. I didn't do anything. <laughs> uh, fuck. Okay. Well, my name is Shane. This is Manny. Thanks again so much for joining us in for for zooming in. And remember, I love you. Do you love me? Remember, Robotech is hosted by me, Shane, and also Manny. The intro music is arranged by me, sampling the Macross opening, a Robotech commercial, and Lifelike by Alexi Action. 
Our ending music is a mashup of My Boyfriend is a Pilot and My Time to Be a Star, arranged by the wonderful Joshua Collin. Our logo is made by Glory Designs and our podcast art, including the logo, uh, well, that didn't make it, but he put the logo on it, was made by my co-host Manny as well. Thank you again so much for listening to this podcast.